Hi there, are you fed up with your wine belly? Embarrassed about your booze boobs? Sick of waking up with a hangover? And tired of never reaching your potential? Welcome to Sober Sassy Life, the podcast for women who are looking for more out of life than the evening rendezvous with the Chardonnay. Let's banish the wine witch for good. Here's your host, Jackie Elliott. Hi everybody, welcome to today's podcast. So this week, if you're listening to it as I'm posting this podcast, uh, it's coming up to the beginning of summertime. And summer, for me, can be a particularly triggery event in that if I'm going to have an urge to reach for a glass of wine, then summertime is usually the time that's going to happen. And it's for various reasons. Um, It's a time when I feel most nostalgic about uh, times when I used to drink with friends at barbecues and getting together. Uh, It's also, summer's a stressful time as well, or can be, because uh, I'm lucky enough to live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world, which is fantastic. It's like being on vacation every day. And I do love to share it with people. But during the summertime, we are bombarded with visitors from all around the world. And it's kind of guests after guests after guests after guests. And this is, uh, although it's a fun time in lots of ways, it is also really tiring. Um, So that stress tends to build up a little bit. And that for me, again, can be a trigger if I let it. So I thought in today's podcast, as I've been thinking about this this week, I would talk about triggers, what they are, and how we can deal with them. So what exactly is a trigger? Well, a trigger, apart from being Roy Rogers' horse, if you're old enough to remember that, a trigger in the context of drinking and trying not to drink is an event, a situation, could be a person, a feeling, anything in fact that sets off an urge to drink so common triggers include stress for sure this is a common one daily stress or ongoing periods of stress from work for example or alternatively one of those unforeseen life events that come out of nowhere and smack us around the head they stress can cause the strongest of us to want to reach for the bottle people certain people can drive you to drink But more likely, it's social situations and drinking buddies who either knowingly or unknowingly coerce you to drink. All that drunken socialising can be a trigger to join in, especially if we can conveniently put out of our minds the inevitable hangover that follows. It could be uh, certain blogs or social media sites that are triggers for you. Certain activities that we associate with drinking can be a trigger. And for me, uh, this, was, this was cooking or preparation. Standing in the kitchen, chopping away with a glass of wine on the counter. But for you, it could be a book club night, ladies night of a golf club, a barbecue, any activity that you used to do accompanied by booze. Fake booze. So I was a wine drinker, so I found that non-alcoholic beer uh, was a great help to me at the beginning of my sober journey. 
And as time has gone on, I do find that occasionally I enjoy drinking them. I've now found a really good one that I drink regularly. But fake beer or fake wine might be a huge trigger for you. The last one that I can think of, which is one that we don't often want to acknowledge, is boredom. So boredom or drinking from boredom doesn't really present us in the best of lights, does it really? So much better if we can say, I'm so stressed, that's why I drink, rather than I couldn't think of anything else to do, so I just got drunk in front of Netflix. But facing your truth is a big part of finding out what your triggers are. So I'll go first. Hands up here. Boredom was a huge trigger for me. Being left alone in the house for a couple of days could be a big old solo wine fest for Jackie. So... The first thing that you need to know about triggers is this. All triggers are created equal. So although certain triggers may cause a more powerful urge to drink than others, there are, none of them are better than any other. Um, and none of them give you a special dispensation to drink because the consequences of acting on that trigger and reaching for a glass of wine is exactly the same for all of them. So you end up with a hangover and the same self-loathing, whether you're drinking out of stress or whether you're drinking out of boredom. So in that sense, remember that all triggers are created equal. And the second thing you need to know about triggers is this. Our response to a trigger is learned behaviour. We were not born with an urge to drink every time we're faced with an afternoon's ironing or we have an argument with a co-worker. We have learned to do this. And the best part of this is that everything that we learn can be unlearned. So if you want to read a really useful book about habits, which talks all about triggers, uh, except that in the book they're called cues, Charles Durhig, and I'll uh, spell that for you, D-U-H-I-G-G, he uh, wrote a book called The Power of Habit, and I really recommend it. So how do we deal with triggers? So my tips are as follows, apart from reading that great book. First of all, you've got to know them. So as I said, you need to be truthful with yourself, even if the triggers don't really seem worthy or they seem really small. Um, You know, like boredom. It doesn't seem like a worthy trigger, but it doesn't matter if it's something that, you know, if you drink in response to that, then that's a trigger and you need to, to acknowledge that and write it down. It doesn't mean that you spend, this shouldn't turn into an exercise of of justification about why you drank in the past. This is not a value judgment. This is not an exercise of being, you know, uh, judging your past. Treat it as more of a science experiment. Just be truthful with yourself. Write them down. And once you have a list of triggers, you then need a list of ways to deal with them. And this does get tricky. You will need to have a sober toolbox of distractions. But this is where the hard choices and the heavy lifting comes in. For example, if one of your triggers is is your book club, then you have to decide how you're going to deal with that. And it may mean not going to book club or finding another book club that, you know, involves tea and biscuits rather than bottles of wine. 
I mean, as I said, my trigger was cooking. So I had to change that. So I only cooked stuff that needed minimal preparation or my husband cooked or we had more takeout. Or it wasn't great, but it was a choice that, that needed to be made. And the choices won't be easy. And if you find yourself getting resentful or having internal debates with yourself, first of all, that's normal. And secondly, you have to realize this. Change is uncomfortable. And when we're talking about a lifestyle change, it means just that. You have to change. You can't change your lifestyle from a drinking one to a non-drinking one unless there's some period of change in there. And that's the heavy lifting part. If everything's going to be different, then it can't all stay the same. So planning and organising is a a big part or should be a big part of your strategy so there's always going to be um things that you can't avoid so if you can't avoid going to a social event for example it's you know a really important one have a strategy in place to deal with that so if you have time on your hands or you know you're going to be alone for a couple of days have a project ready so if you start to hear the wine which whisper in your ear you already have a tactic which you can go to and you can use but here's here's the thing you can have as many sober tools as as you want you can have the biggest sober toolbox in the world but if you don't use it it's not going to work the main cause of failure the main cause of relapse when you've experienced a trigger is is not trying and if that sounds harsh i know um, I regularly get emails from people who have experienced a relapse and, and it's horrible, I know, because I've been through it. And I ask them about the event that triggered the relapse and how, what, was, what plan did they have in place to deal with it and what went wrong. And so very often the answer comes back. I didn't plan, there was no strategy, I didn't even look into my sober toolbox. And that's the time that you fail. Now, sometimes you try and you fail anyway. But the thing is, then you can go back and go, okay, it didn't work. Let me try something else. There's no shame. Um, there's, no, there's no shame in, in getting it wrong and, and lapsing if you can go back and use that as a learning event. So if you'd like some more help with this, you can check out uh, my break up and quit kit and the link is on the website and the Facebook page and uh, hopefully this has helped you with your triggers for summer and otherwise and I look forward to talking to you again next time bye for now